this is the mystery of Christmas. And now our hearts are bursting with joy like the star that scattered its light across the night sky. Our voices ring out in praise. We join with the angels and sing. Good evening and welcome. I'm Scott Weatherford. We're delighted you're here tonight as we unpack or unfold or experience the mystery of Christmas. If you haven't had a chance to do the trail walk, I encourage you to do that next uh, tomorrow night. We'll do that again. And, and I think they're turkey legs big enough. There's the biggest turkeys in the world we got the legs off of. You could enjoy one of those as well. But we're so delighted you're here tonight and want to take you on a worshipful experience of the mystery of Christmas using scripture, using beautiful singing that you'll get to participate with as well. And we want to take you on this adventure. Why? Because even though the story is told and retold and history is documented and redocumented, the historical account of the birth of Jesus Christ, it's still a mystery why God would come to rescue you and me. Why would he be born where he was born and to whom he was born? It's the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the tonight as we sing and celebrate and remember how wonderfully gracious you are to us. And I pray, Father, that this will not just be a night of entertainment, but it'll be a night of introspection and inspiration as we worship you, our King of Kings. And we pray this in your name. Amen. The one true King has come, the Father's only Son came down for all of us to conquer the world with love. The promise turned to flesh, the prophet's words descend. Our Savior has come to earth with freedom for all the world. Let heaven and nature sing praise to the newborn King. Christmas is all. 
Michael. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared before them and the glory of the Lord had shone around about them. And they were filled with fear. Or as the King James says, they were sore afraid. I'm not sure what they were sore over, but they were afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not. I'm glad the angel said that because I think Whenever you encounter an angel, you experience a little fear. Wouldn't you agree? Well, maybe not. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. All people. All people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And when the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, (laughs) I think they had a lot of conversation, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known that the saying had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured those things in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as that they had been told them. Wow. The night of nights. The expected Savior that Israel had looked for for millennium, was born unexpectedly. Expected? Unexpectedly. The mystery of why God would choose this time and place to interrupt history is beyond my comprehension, and maybe not yours, but I suspect it might be. 
Why would God choose to enter into history at this time? And then I think about the circumstances of his entrance. Would not the king of glory be born in a palace? Wouldn't he be born to a family of wealth and prominence? And it's interesting, the circumstances surrounding the birth of Jesus. First of all, it's questionable about the pregnancy. You say there was an angel that impregnated a teenage girl, that, that it was God who came, not the angel, but God who came and, and filled her womb with God himself. And Joseph was okay with that? You see, the circumstances were a little sketchy. In fact, that sketchy circumstances followed Mary and Joseph the rest of their lives and even followed Joseph, excuse me, followed Jesus as people questioned his birth. When Jesus was in Nazareth teaching there in the synagogue, people say, wasn't this the quote-unquote son of Joseph? We know about his birth. You see, they negated the angel chorus and the shepherds testifying. And the circumstances were such as, this is a mystery. But you know what mystifies me most about this? Is that why would the Lord who hung the stars crowd himself into the body of a baby? Why would he choose to put on flesh and walk among us? Why would he do that? Well, it was motivated by love. Because we didn't need a God who was distant that we could somehow appease. We needed God to come near to us who would appease himself with himself that we might be acceptable by him. The expected unexpected. The circumstances that were questionable and the mystery of God among us. That's the mystery of Christmas. Father, thank you that you clothed yourself in humility and humanity and you dwelt among us that we might behold your glory full of grace and truth. And Father, as we continue to sing and to worship you, we pray that we will be filled with this wonder and this awe and the mist of this mystery will be swallowed up with the truth of your presence. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Yeah.
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called, what we just sang, Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So what's in a name? What is in a name? My dad's name is Linton Velpo. Where did they get that? I asked my grandmother, I said, Mama, why did you name my daddy Linton Velpo? She goes, I don't know. So there was really no reason in that name. Now, my name is Robert Scott. Robert Scott. Y'all think I'm just Scott, right? But actually, I signed my name R. Scott. R. Scott Weatherford. Sounds like a great poet, doesn't it? Or an author, or perhaps a proficient pontificator of nonsense and noise. But what's in a name? Why would I name Robert Scott? Well, Robert was the name of my grandfather, Robert Murray Causey. My uncle was also named Robert Murray. My mama wanted to name me after her daddy, but if she called me Robert, everyone would be confused at Thanksgiving. Which Robert are they talking about? And I just don't look like a Bobby, do I? So they called me Scott. So I'm known as Scott. To you, I'm known as Pastor Scott. To my little grandgirls, I'm known as Papa Scott. I like Papa Scott better than Pastor Scott, but we'll just stick with Pastor for y'all because it'd get creepy if y'all start calling me Papa. <laughs> but what's in a name? Names mean a lot. And Isaiah said his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When the angel appeared to John, to, excuse me, to Joseph, he said, you will call his name Jesus do you know what that means? God saves. And then the angel said, you will call him Emmanuel. Do you know what that means? God with us. What's in a name with Jesus? Everything. Because there's no other name given above men which we might be saved than Jesus. And there's no other name that comforts our hearts as Emmanuel, Jesus, God with us. So as we sing and we celebrate the mystery of Christmas, we have to remember the mystery of the name. He was called Jesus for a reason. I got to thinking about this the other day. We name our dogs after Roman emperors like Caesar and Nero. Sometimes we name our dogs after food products like Nugget, Andrea's new dog. But we name our children after God's people. But do we name them Jesus? Do we name them Emmanuel? Oh, there's some Jesus out there. But mostly we save that name for the one who is the name above all names. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Names matter. And the mystery of Christmas is about the name that is above every name, and that name is Jesus. Father, thank you that your name will be called Emmanuel, Jesus. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There's none like you. So tonight as we worship you and we adore you, we sing to you, we sing praises to you, let us be captivated by the mystery and the majesty of the name that is above every name, and that's the name of you, King Jesus.
And we pray this in your name. Amen.
Now we're gonna invite you to keep standing and sing some more with us. Deacon, you ready to sing? Let's sing together.
You can be seated. You know, as we've taken you on this, this mystery, Dan, it is my turn again, right? Not quite. Well, I'll be back.
need it now. Now it's my turn. And the angel showed me a river of water of life, bright as crystal and flowing from the throne of God, and a lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also, on the other side of the river, the tree of life with 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit in each month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his servants, that's us, will worship him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and the night will be no more, and there'll be no more light of a lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. Why in the world would a preacher talk about heaven at Christmas? I'll tell you why. Because this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures, they're laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open that I can get to go home because of Christmas. You see, you and I were created to have a love relationship with God. And God formed us from the dust and he breathed into us the breath of life. And each one of you, even while you were being knit together in your mother's womb, God loved you and he desired an eternal destiny for you to be with him in heaven. And Christmas is the mystery of God's pathway to his glorious presence forever. You know, a lot of times, us pastors, we want to help you with the here and now. But tonight, I want to help you with the hereafter. You know, the older I get, the more I think about the hereafter. I go into a room and I wonder what I'm hereafter. <laughs> Some of y'all understand that better than others, right? It's a terrible, corny joke. Almost as bad as naming your dog Nugget. Almost. But the truth is, eternity is our destiny. And where we spend eternity goes all the way back to a baby in a manger, worshiped by shepherds, announced by angels, held with questionable circumstances by a teenage mom and a very, very understanding fiance. A name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. And it's all about us being loved by him. You know, the story doesn't end at the manger. But the story doesn't begin there either. The story began before God created the world. You see, before the fruit had crunched in the Garden of Eden, Jesus had left for the cross of Calvary on the pathway through Bethlehem, held in a teenage mother's arms. You see, it's always been about eternity. And the question is, is what is your destiny? Where will you spend eternity? Well, I know about me. I don't know about you. I know about some of y'all because you've told me. But I don't know about you. But I can. You see, the way we get to heaven is by trusting this baby born in a manger. This baby who grew up to be a man who was sinless. This baby who died on a cross. This baby that the skies could not contain him nor the grave constrain him. This baby who is our savior and our risen king. 
and how you respond to him with your life. And what he says is this, come to me. Come to me and I'll give you life. Trust in me and I will make heaven your eternal destiny. Follow me and I will give you purpose in this life and glorious joy in the next. You see, Christmas is all about heaven and God's pathway there. We sang that song, fall on your knees, oh, hear the angel voices. One day we will literally be in his presence if you've trusted him. If you haven't trusted him, then tonight should be that night that you trust him. A few years ago, when I was pastoring down in South Texas, I got a frantic call from a family who said that their loved one was dying in the hospital. And would I come and, and pray with them? And I came and, and she was still alive and she was very awake. And I spoke with her and we talked for a second. And, and I said to her that uh, I know it's getting close. And she said, yes, pastor, it's getting close. And I said, I want to give you a promise. And she said, please. And I said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you. That where I am, you will be also. And you know, while I was quoting that, she passed away. She went to heaven. I think that's the greatest Christmas present ever. If tonight, if you're not sure about your eternal destiny, I want to invite you to nail that down. I want to invite you to give your life to King Jesus. So I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads with me. I'm not going to pressure you in any way. I'm not going to make you walk forward. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. I just want you to bow your heads with me. And let me pray for you. And then I'll invite you who want to trust Christ tonight to pray with me as well as I lead you in a prayer. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the glorious music we've sung. And, and Father, I thank you for this invitation of Christmas. The Christmas led to a cross and cross led to the grave and the grave led to a resurrection. The resurrection leads to our pathway home to you where we are intended to spend forever. And Father, I pray tonight that everyone under the sound of my voice has trusted you or will trust you. They'll give their life to you or they have given their life to you. So Father, in this, this mystery of salvation, this mystery of redemption, this mystery of you making us right with yourself, I pray, Father, that folks will take that next step into trusting you. If tonight you're here and you want to ask Jesus to be your Savior, I want to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. I want to invite you to pray it silently. Just pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, tonight, I give my life to you. I ask that you forgive me of my sins and you come into my heart and you be my Savior. And I'm going to live for you because you died for me. Father, here at Christmas, I'm going to give myself to you because you've given yourself to me. Jesus, I'm yours. And I pray this in your strong name. Amen. Amen. Look at me, please. If you prayed that prayer with me, welcome to the family. We're going to sing a, another song, and then I will come back and give you some instructions about your next steps. But I want to say this to you. Tonight, we did all this because we love Jesus. And we did all this because we love you. And we want you to know 
that God loves you more than we do. So listen to this last song as we sing together.
And that's the mystery of Christmas, that God has come for us. If tonight you trusted Christ, you, you prayed and received Christ on the back table, our new believer packets, it's a Bible and some next steps, a brochure that I put together just for you to find your next steps in your faith journey. We'd love to help you with that. You can pick those up at the table. If you'd like to have a conversation, we'd love to have one of those. If you want to just take it, grab it and go, you can do that. Now, if you want to do your Christmas shopping back there, that's between you and the Lord. But if you know somebody who needs a Bible, please take one and distribute that great gift at Christmas. When my kids were little, they used to love to sing a song called Go Tell It on the Mountain. Do y'all like that song? Do you think you can get your groove on and sing with us this very last song and then you can dance your way out? If you're a guest, you can drop off your commitment card in the basket. If you come prepared to give, if you're a member, regular tender, you said, I want to give tonight, I brought my offering to give, you can place that in the basket on the way out as you go. So God bless you. Aren't you glad you came tonight? Come back again tomorrow and enjoy the mystery of Christmas. So maestro, let's sing this last song together.
bless you guys. Merry Christmas. Good night, y'all.